Hi friends, I'm Caitlin Lindman, joined by my co-host. I'm Rachel Gillespie, and we're so excited that you're here. Because God has welcomed us into his family, we get to welcome others in too. We're passionate about celebration, creativity, and unsolicited hot takes. Welcome home and welcome in. I was just, what I was going to say before we started is that I don't know where my essential oils are because I feel like if we both smelled some peppermint before we started, it would be so perfect and calming, but. Is that what happened on the last episode? It is. I think it might be a theme (laughs) and good news. We're already rolling. Well, welcome everybody to welcome. episode. It's April. Woo. Time <laughs> is flying. Q1 done. April, here we are. Okay, what marks the first quarter? April 1st? Three months? Yeah. So Because there's 12 months. Three months. 12 divided yeah, by four, March. three, four. Q1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if other people measure life in quarters. I didn't oh. used to, but now I, I do. I think business people do. I measure in school quarters sometimes, but... They're oh, yeah. not exactly lined up because yeah. the quarter isn't like a full three months. It might be, it's like 11 weeks or something. Also, happy okay. National um, Scrabble Day. Oh, Did yes. you know that? Um, there's a lot of holidays that are obscure and random. And um, I love it. Just we can weave those in later in the episode, but I I do think it's important to note that tomorrow is reach as high as you can day. Oh, where we will all collectively reach as high as we can. I think like you just reach your hands up to the sky and you try to see how high you can go, which here's the thing. We are all limited by our arm length. True. But tomorrow's also national look up at the sky day. So what I'm imagining is you can combine (laughs) both of them together. Yes. So you reach up to the sky and look up. Yes. And now I think you're doing yoga. Yep. So. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. It's also national pecan day. Okay, talk to me about April 23rd, Impossible Astronaut Day. Like, does that mean that... I don't... I don't know what that means. Oh, but Zipper Day, that's the 29th. That's fun. That's fun. Or the Richter Scale Day. That's not fun. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I have Um, so many... Easter's coming. Easter's coming. Yep. Uh good holiday. That's not... <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh Kate, tell me what you're doing for Easter. Oh, I am celebrating with my family. So my parents are gonna drive up to Michigan. Yes. And then um we're gonna have multiple days of festivities. Uh-huh. So we'll go to Good Friday on Friday, of course. And then at your new church? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And then um we are doing Easter dinner at John and Peyton's house on Saturday, an egg hunt with Sawyer, which I'm so excited to watch her hunt eggs because she's wild and it'll be hilarious. Yep. And then um, Sunday after church, Brandon and Taylor are hosting a brunch. Oh, And amazing. let me just say, we're like official now. There were like family sign-up sheets. Of oh. like, we're going to make this. What are you going to provide? And oh, my gosh. Like, have we reached this level of adulthood? Uh, apparently, we have. Oh, my gosh. Because like, I feel like dishes. it's usually you being like, here's all the things that – I'm going to make and it's going to be so delicious and everyone else just try to be there because you're just on it when it comes to hosting and cooking. Thank you. Surprisingly though, normally Jonathan is like really big into cooking. 
So they often host and he loves to cook. Like my graduation, he was all about grilling out and like provided the meal and John. also the list, like the meal list. So yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, that's so good. Yay. I didn't know if he'd ever get there as a kid. You know, when you're like (laughs) growing up and you're like, John, if you're listening to this, you gave me crunchy macaroni and I love you. Oh my gosh. Which we never let him live that down. I'm so sorry, John. I probably shouldn't bring it up. Probably hate me for that. Anyway, we can edit it out. Sorry, it's fine. No. Okay, speaking of mac and cheese, (laughs) which feels like a spring food, um, I bought myself mac and cheese in bulk. Um, you oh. know, the Annie's kind, uh, Annie's mm-hmm. like organic brand. They have like cheddar shells and white cheddar shells and it's so delicious. I love it so much. Also, I think they have maybe potentially, well, I don't know if they for sure have a vegan I think they option. have gluten-free dairy-free <gasps> Yes! I know. What She's a thrill! A queen. <laughs> okay. Do you eat Easter candy slash do yeah. you have any hot takes on Easter candy? Oh, okay. I don't know if this is a hot take. Does anyone like Peeps? No. Peeps like, are stupid. Have you put them in the microwave before? They explode, I think. Yeah. I don't understand them. I've never liked them, but I know people go crazy for them at Easter. I don't... Not I my think, favorite. I think it's like the scarcity breeds, like, infatuation kind of a situation. Mm. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think anyone's like, this is the best food that I have objectively ever eaten. Yeah. Yeah. But Robin's eggs. I don't know if others like those. I feel oh. like that's the one candy that people like malted milk bogs, I feel like uh-huh. are decisive or divisive right. um candies. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I love them. I love Robin's eggs are uh-huh. like my favorite candy. I do not eat them anymore because they are full of milk and mm. they really hurt my stomach. But yeah, maybe not worth they it. They are the long delicious call. nonetheless. <gasps> but then Racy's Easter eggs. Dude! The ratio of peanut butter in those guys. Okay, is have just, you? Is this from the snack podcast that you listen to? Did you listen to the snack no. podcast? Okay. Oh my gosh, did they talk about it? I yes, I literally just did an entire like one minute rant when I was getting froyo today because the ratio of peanut butter to chocolate, you're exactly right, is far superior in all of the holiday shapes, such as the Christmas trees, the hearts, the pumpkins, the eggs. When you have the normal Reese's peanut butter cup, let me tell you, the crunchy chocolate around the cup shape is far from desirable. Some people like that. No, it's not the right ratio of chocolate to peanut butter, and the chocolate needs to be soft everywhere. It's true. Okay, here's a question: White chocolate eggs are stupid. Don't white chocolate Reese's is a fraud. It's fake. White chocolate is just like it's fine, but it's just not chocolate. It's not. No, it's not good. It's garbage. But do you prefer Reese's peanut butter cup minis or the full size ones? Like if you're gonna eat a Reese's on a normal day. Yeah, the bigger ones because there's more of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's a little more peanut butter, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Peanut butter is my favorite food, I think. I love that. Yeah. Most people need to have it as their favorite food. (laughs) Yeah, not even a competition. (laughs) Do you buy generic Reese's cups or are you buying like Reese's brand? Because I think there's a difference depending on what you're buying. Do you have an opinion there? Well, currently it's like a whole new chamber of my brain (laughs) that had never been used just opened up because I did not know that there was any other brand of Reese's Cups other than Reese's Cups 
Yeah. Yeah, like Trader Joe's has like Oh yes, you know, the yes, Reese's yes. Cup. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I yes. they're dark chocolate. I uh-huh. would buy those over Reese's. No okay. Reese's. Yes, I yes, love yes. them. But... I do love those. Yes. Or like, is it Justin's? You know what I'm talking about? It's yes, like, that's like the dairy friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like good and stuff. Justin, praise God for him. Justin and Annie. <sighs> I know. Yeah. They should get married. <laughs> I wonder if Annie's a real person. Reese's is a real be, person. Right? He he's a man. Tell me more. And he is the namesake of the chocolate peanut butter creation. Interesting. So good. I know like Milton Hershey was a person. Right. Well, basically Hershey bought out Reese's. Like they like absorbed it somehow, some way because they wanted to do the same thing. This is all probably like copyrighted information. So just Google it if you want to know more. Um, did you know I did a whole lesson on chocolate in sixth grade? Like it was a whole unit. It was like six weeks long. And we just learned about chocolate, and somehow it was incorporated into math, social oh. studies, literature, like all the things. And I'm still baffled as how they did that. But <laughs> this is at a public school. That's amazing. It was a public school, and they were creative. Maybe and I also didn't like chocolate for a year after that unit. Oh yeah, because you just had you too much of it. <laughs> Way too much of it. Oh man. Well, anyway, speaking of all the candies, what are you doing for Easter? <gasps> Easter, yay! So this podcast will probably release after Easter, unless we're like balling out and yeah, it comes out probably in two seconds. Be after Easter, let's probably be after Easter. Um, but our church does a lot of fun stuff around Holy Week. Love Holy Week. Love all of the resources and um, stories and scripture and music that kind of accompanies this week. Um, even though there are also some, you know, intense, intense uh, parts to this week. But yeah, so Thursday, we have a Maundy Thursday, like, feast at our church. And everyone just Can comes you together. that for the people? Yes, absolutely. So I didn't know. <laughs> um, basically, Thursday evening is Passover night. Um, but it's also called... Holy Thursday, etc. Um, this is what the internet is telling me. It's observed in commemoration of Jesus Christ's institution of the Eucharist during the Last Supper. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's connected to specifically, I think, when Jesus, like, it's the um, time that we observe not only like Passover that w- that you know Israelites have done for generations and generations and and generations, but also then Jesus saying, this is my body broken for you and this is my bloodshed for you. I think maybe that is also like a key piece of that Thursday. So we have that, which I've never had, never had that at a church before. So excited to feast and celebrate. And then we have a good Friday service. And then I'm also selling dresses at the boutique, you know, for all those days in between. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, that's kind of what's also taking up a large part of the weekend. But I love my job so much. Um, and then... And you got a promotion. And I got a promotion. Thank you, God. I feel like such an adult. Oh, so good. And I ordered my wedding veil. Super off topic. But... That's exciting. But it's okay. All the pieces are just coming right together. Um, But yes, and then Sunday will be, you know, Easter itself. And Mm -hmm. I am sad that I can't be home with my family. Um, But you can't 
you can't do it all, can't be in all spaces at once, and neither can they, um, but Eli's parents are able to come to Austin, so we'll still have an element of family, and we'll get to eat good food with them, and if the weather's nice, maybe we'll grill. Who knows? Yeah. Something fun. Um, oyster. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm in, like, the weird limbo where, like, I don't have any, like holidays like or like days off surrounding Easter like at Mm -hmm. our amazing alma mater Hope College we got Good Friday and Easter Monday off and we're living our best life and now it's like oh we're working Thursday Friday Saturday Monday (laughs) bring it on (laughs) oh yeah yeah I had a coworker ask me like do we get those days off and I was like no 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 (laughs) no not everyone here celebrates Easter okay Okay, here's my quick question. A quick hot take question. So I was at the library um, because I watch kiddos during the week and I was looking through the Easter books and I'm about to sound like a Christian Karen right now. So sorry, everyone in advance. (laughs) But I was just so surprised that there were no Christian-based Easter books. And maybe I am just like totally missing something or like coming at this from a very narrow-minded perspective but I was just surprised given that the like point of Easter is the fact that it is like in the church calendar a -hmm. holiday like celebrating the resurrection of Jesus like that's literally the holiday and like you can do Easter icons you can have all the bunnies you want like great bring it on live your best spring life but like the actual no definition of it is like <laughs> that's what it is and I think it's just interesting as a culture like yes it used to be dominantly like Christian focused maybe like sort of kind of at one point like a little bit more but now I feel mm-hmm. like we've swung so far that it's like if there was another religion's holiday and you removed all the books in the library that had anything to do with, with that culture or that religion and just stripped all of that and just had it be like a generic thing. I just mm-hmm. feel like that would be so disrespectful to that culture and religion's day and experience. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know if you have an example that you can think of. Um, I, I'm trying to think I, of like, other holidays that have been yeah commercialized in the same way like not really the same way like or like even like this is smaller but like I even think about like Hanukkah like if you tried mm-hmm. to make Hanukkah something that wasn't intrinsically religious it would just be super weird and I feel like people would be would like right like I feel like people would say like that's dumb or like um like Ramadan or like um mm-hmm. uh, just like other like super um important religious um seasons or holidays I don't know but e- like but Easter has become and Christmas have become so well everything Mother's Day all of that has mm-hmm. become so commercialized and so stripped of like the actual point but I just think it's funny that sometimes related to Christianity um not only is it not neutral about Christianity, you have it's like people are actively working against it to make it something it's like that it's not. But I'm like, effort. how did Target become the church calendar expert in like what's allowed to be sell? Like someone's really, yeah. I have so many questions. I don't know. That's kind of a fresh thought. Yeah. So I haven't really parsed it out super thoroughly, but I just think it's interesting. Like who gets yeah. to dictate what's acceptable for holidays right right no that's interesting 
you know, April 16th is National Librarian Day, so we could just ask them. Oh, smart. To add some levity, but, um, oh my gosh, no, I think that's interesting. God. I would want to know, I, like, I want to know if it was, like, it was a public library, I'm assuming you're at, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, totally. They're not, like, required to have certain books, right. I guess, but. Yeah, it just feels like, was someone, like, purposeful and selecting, or did it feel, like, more of, like, a an oversight that we just have like random Easter bunny books totally yeah do they not even have many books on Easter and like the few they had just happened to be Easter bunny also were you in the children's section or the adult section great question adult section all good question yes (laughs) more I love the devil's advocate so good yes obviously in the kids section and I guess like I'm sure that if I was in like the religious section there would be, I mean, mm-hmm. plenty of religious books. Sure. But, like, when you think about kids' books, they're targeting all the messages to be, like, that level. Um, right, And right. so it's, like, Christmas also, like, I get that people celebrate Christmas that are not Christians. And I get that people celebrate Easter sure. that are not Christians. Totally okay. Bring it on. Live your best life. But it's just interesting to me because, mm-hmm. like, culture has basically yeah. claimed it even though it was never cultures to claim. Yeah. I think even Easter more so than Christmas, because Christmas, like, does, it was a pagan holiday. Right. And, like, Christians kind of adopted some of the practices and brought it in. But, like, like you said, Easter, there's really no way to separate Easter from Christ. Like, we wouldn't have a holiday. (laughs) Yep. Right. I'm so fascinated. Okay, well... Yeah, that's that. As you learn. Thank you. Everyone, give us your feedback on your favorite Easter candy and what you think about in terms of Easter and the commercialization slash secularizing of the holiday slash not not a hill I'd die on. Just curious, you know? Yeah. Also, I'm curious now to explore other religions that maybe have been like mainstream commercialized but I really can't think of any right and also like we're coming at it from such like a western perspective and like such a U- United mm-hmm. States perspective that it's like I wouldn't yeah. even know what's happening check our cultural bias yeah in like other um like countries and other places where like Christianity is like not even near the top religion mm-hmm. um but and just like I think another thing to just be said is like cultural awareness of other holidays being celebrated like Ramadan just happened recently yeah and I feel like there's like just no no awareness but also like no conversation and so like right. I feel like it can lead to lack of empathy for like those individuals who are celebrating that yeah um, right because even if I don't like celebrate that religion or practice that religion like I would just love to like know what the people around me are doing totally Totally. So I think it'd be interesting to, like, just to learn about other religions and yeah. make that more of, like, a, a common conversation versus it feels like religion of all kinds is a bit taboo. Right. And I think, yeah, people are so afraid of saying the wrong thing or offending someone or of, like, being perceived wrong. But, like, usually conversations, mm-hmm. like, just one-on-one conversations go pretty well. And also, it's so fitting um, because I just d- fact-checked myself and Ramadan is all of April. It's the April 1st mm. through May 1st. So still oh, time, still great. going on. It's still happening. And um, I don't have, like, tons of friends, um, like, in pro- close proximity to me that are um, observing it. But um, 
there are a lot of humans in the world that do. And so I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. When I was in Israel, um, it was happening at the same time. I think oh, wow. it was happening at the same time. And it was just wild um, mm-hmm. to be in a place where there are like three major world religions all yeah. coming together like in Jerusalem. It's super fascinating. And you can generally like pick out like who is maybe a Christian, maybe who's Jewish, maybe who's Muslim. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. what all, like, they're all there in the Holy Land for a different reason. Yeah, that'd be But it's all, yeah, it's super, super interesting. Yeah. But, speaking On of things that are interesting, okay. whoa, we just both did the same segue! <laughs> prayer? I love it. Go ahead. No, Great. No, no, you can go to prayer. I was going to say something about Ramadan. <laughs> oh, yes, please tell me. Of just a marketing campaign that I came across on LinkedIn, you know, as I was scrolling that today. Yes. I deleted all social media, and then I found myself uh-huh. scrolling on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I was like, we've reached an interesting low. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or my but, email. I'm like, why is my email interesting right now? Yeah, I'm like, why am I double-checking and putting everything in trash? Anyway, um, these people did a billboard for Ramadan, and during the daylight hours, the plates are empty on the billboard, but as the sun sets, the plates are filled with food. Oh. I don't know how they did it, but I was just blown away, and I was like, that is so cool. So Interesting. Yeah. Was it like a screen, a billboard that was a screen? It had to have been. I I honestly don't know. I didn't really read the article. I just saw it and, like, watched the image change, um, and I saw the company that it was, that it was sponsoring. But, um, yeah, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I know. That's cool. Wow. People are so I'm blown away creative. by things that happen. Yeah, I learned about the metaverse today, and it literally blew my mind. So. Is that like the multiverse, like Spider-Man? I don't, I could not talk to you intelligently about it. All I know is it's like, you know, games like Fortnite or like AI, where you like, you scan your room and you put fake furniture in your room, but it's like your room, and you're like uh-huh. hybriding all of the things. Um, yeah, and NFTs, they all live in this like metaverse. So like, it's the internet of things, but it's also fake reality. It's wild. There's so many things happening, and people are exchanging real money in a fake way, and I just it confuses me. It hurts my head. I don't even have an intelligent response to that because my brain (laughs) doesn't intelligent description. My (laughs) my brain does not know what to do with said information. (laughs) But wow. Okay, I think the theme of this is not the exact thing. Like, metaverse is different than multiverse, I understand, other than the fact that they have the word verse in them. But I think <laughs> that movies are just doing a whole lot of metaverse stuff. I'm sorry. Excuse they me. Are. Rewind. Multiverse stuff. Because they're basically running out of ideas, so they just keep recycling old stuff. Yeah, but or building upon, like, previous ideas to make it more in-depth. Yeah. I get a little lost in television sometimes. Like, what's happening? What people are creating? What's going on? But you know Dude. what? That's okay. Maybe I don't need to be involved. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what are you reading or watching lately? Anything for the people to hear? Mm. Uh, so watching, hot take, just recently discovered the show Bless This Mess. It sounds like a Southern situation. Yeah, I can't endorse the whole show because I haven't seen it all. <laughs> but from what I've seen, I've laughed. From what you've seen, good. <laughs> smooth sailing. It's like these two New Yorkers who inherited like a Nebraskan farm. And they move. And it's the the sagas of them living in a small town and, like, cultures colliding from, like, New York to Nebraska and all the things. And I just – I really appreciate the humor. The girl is, like, a um, 
a licensed therapist and she's always trying to like advocate for therapy, which I love. Amazing. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's been that's fun. That's so and fun. My reading has been like the flip opposite of that. Like I'm reading Jenny Allen's books. Yes. Um, Great. Find your people and get out of your head. Yes, so yes, yes. love her. Excited to dig into them. Five stars. Um, want to talk to people about them because I'm just so curious about others' thoughts. But yeah. So polar opposites on the reading and watching situation. I love it. That's great. That's so what good. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, yes. Well, I have been watching Community, um, mm. a great sitcom that great I show. just started. I don't know how I just missed that. Probably because I was knee deep in Parks okay. and Rec, honestly, back then. Um, well, welcome. <laughs> and get organized with the home edit. It is mm. actually the most therapeutic show I've ever watched. I watch it before I go to bed. I buy myself clear plastic bins. And I organized. I've literally demolished and started over with almost my whole room, which, okay, maybe that's a little dramatic. Like, I haven't, I used to, like, rearrange my room every month, which I sometimes still do. I rearranged my desk. Um, mm-hmm. But this position of where my furniture's in just makes sense. So, mm-hmm. instead of organizing the furniture, I just take drawers out, empty the whole thing, edit, contain, no, edit, contain, Edit, categorize, contain, zone, basically. So editing editing is like, get out. Yes, get the stuff out that you don't need anymore, don't want anymore, that you need to, like, pare down. Categorize, great. Then you have to put the things into things that make sense. Otherwise, you won't want to put it away if you don't know where it goes Mm -hmm. or if it's not. If it's not logical, then you're not going to put stuff away. Everything in its place. Contain it, okay? And then zones. Like, you can't be mixing up your zones, like, your workspace cannot be muddled in with your relaxing space or your cooking space or your workout space. Interesting. You will just love it. Is there a reason it. for that? Is there, like, why are the zones so important? Also, I feel like you've very much converted to this home edit, and I, I love it. Thank you. you. I love it so much. Um, well, the people are so kind. The, the um, mm. co- hosts of the show whatever they are yeah they're so nice and I love like their personalities so that's fun um but wait what was the question (laughs) (laughs) no I'm trying to remember this is really all the people listening are like the zones oh yes I think the zones I think it's just like to help especially if you're in a tight space to like help Mm. your space work for you more than working against you if you're trying to do too much then one nothing becomes productive and everything just becomes like a holding bank, I guess. Okay. Um, How does that mix with like minimalism or like so many things are supposed to like multi-purpose for you? Is that an option with the home edit oh, yes. method? Good question. Yes. I'm just I would to say figure so. out how everyone's telling me what to do to organize. Yeah. Them. Also, does it spark joy? Question mark. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think like minimalism is like the key piece of the editing process. So, like, okay. you're paring down the sheer quantity of what you have so you can highlight mm-hmm. and use and be inspired by the things that you do have versus mm-hmm. it just being, like... And that will bring joy. Well, that's um, <laughs> the other person. Marie? Marie Kondo? Yeah, yeah. Marie yeah. Kondo. Um, so... I just want to combine all the methods together dude. and then we'd have a winning... <laughs> we packed it and then Joanna Gaines can put a stamp on it and sell it for a hundred dollars overpriced. Amazing. And yes. it'll I'm sorry. There you go. Magnolia is it. so beautiful. It's overpriced. It's so beautiful, but it's so overpriced. Sorry. Yeah, but hearts and hand is like the slightly more affordable version at Target. 
You're right. And next to that is like the threshold, which is the target version of Hearth yeah. and Hand. And it's like knockoff Magnolia. It's great. True. I it's love Studio Target. McGee. I do love <gasps> Studio McGee as well. Target sponsor us, please. You can reach us at the Welcome Anything. In Podcast. <laughs> Anywhere. Okay. So now that we've been going for a good while, let's great. swivel our little selves over to um, a conversation about prayer. So the cool thing about this podcast is that we can literally talk about whatever we want and <laughs> we can do fun things and serious things based on what we're thinking mm-hmm. about. And lots of those topics, I feel like, stem from things that we're learning in our everyday lives, things at work, mm-hmm. things that I'm learning in seminary. And also, I have to give credit where credit's due, other podcasts that I listen to and yeah. like people and spaces that inspire me. And so one of my fave podcasts, one of our fave podcasts is doing um, the whole month of April. They're talking about prayer. And so mm-hmm. Caitlin and I were talking a little bit about, you and I were talking a little about like, huh, like what are the nuances of like how prayer, how, like how does prayer work? Why does prayer work? Other than What's Jesus saying that we should do it, like yeah. what is actually happening? So um, we can totally just like, does not have to be a one-sided conversation, but um, yeah, what have you been thinking about in relationship to prayer lately? And mm. yeah, like, does it, how is it effective? Is it effective? How is it effective? Mm. Why yeah. do we pray? I would say what's interesting though is like, aside from like the podcast conversation, like, it's also been a conversation in like my friend circles here in Grand Rapids. Mm. And I think even with friends in California too, like, it was brought up outside of those. So I think prayer is just one of those topics that people are very interested in right now. And I, I don't know for what yeah. reason, but it feels yeah. like maybe that's something the Holy Spirit is like stirring in a lot of people. Totally. Um, but yeah, I would say prayer for me anyway, and maybe the point of it is like relationship, like mm-hmm. any friend, any person, yeah. common denominator, you have to talk to them, get to know them, chat, say what's up, what we're doing here, chatting, yeah. communing. That's prayer. Not this is not prayer, but like with God, that is prayer. And like, mm-hmm. if your whole thing is based on relationship, if you don't talk to someone, you're not going to have a relationship with them. Totally right. That is like like just a common. Firstly, I think seeing a it as thing. Yeah. Well, and firstly, I think it's so easy, like to to like my primary lens to be like, um, like giving, receiving, like transactional. Like I am mm. praying to create some change in the world, mm. but that is. I don't know that that's right. You know, like, let me, yeah, let me ask you about that. Just the language you use to describe that. How would you define prayer versus like manifestation? Also, sorry about that noise. Do you want to ask the question again? Yeah, I didn't hear a noise. So I will just, oh, it must have just been on my side. Oh, maybe it wasn't there. That's okay. We'll ask the question again. Okay, great. I was just saying like the language you use to describe prayer, like it's not something like an action to get something. And I want to know right. from your perspective, difference between prayer and manifestation. Because I feel like manifestation yeah. is very popular in today's culture. Yeah. And like, what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. I think what prayer meant to first century believers might mean something different than it does to us now. Maybe. Okay. Even though, way. even though um, I'm sure we're talking about similar things like the idea of talking to Jesus in the flesh when he was on earth 
was mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. that people knew and communicated with God because that was. Jesus is God. <laughs> Jesus was God. Jesus still, you know, he, he's still, you know, embodied. Um, but then because of the Holy Spirit that he dwelt into believers and left when he ascended, then we now have a way to communicate with God because of Jesus mm-hmm. and because of the Holy Spirit, we can communicate with the Father. Whereas before, there was always some kind of prophet or middleman or meteor, like like uh, sacrifices, offerings, like it wasn't, like it is now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now the way that I see prayer is it's a conversation with the Lord, you know? It's it's mm-hmm. it's just literally talking to him. Um, and I think it's so much more than that, but at minimum, it's some kind of conversation with God. Um, yeah. And I think that there can be, like maybe like lots of types of prayer. I think there is prayer that's like, just like whatever comes to your mind. I think, you know, there's prayers of lament, like protesting Mm -hmm. that like life isn't the way that it was supposed to be. I think there's prayers of like intercession where you're praying on behalf of someone else um, and like standing in the gap, asking for God to do something really specific. um, Mm -hmm. And that might even take a miracle, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's prayers of gratitude and prayers of worship mm-hmm. and unspoken prayers, like the spirit, um, Romans eight, I think the, the spirit, you know, intercedes with us, intercedes mm-hmm. for us, like, um, you know, when there are no words. And so that was maybe a little bit too much of an answer for your question. Um, no, that's great. But it's praying, praying is always in relationship to God, like manifestation is like, you just speak it into an existence like right I'm uncertain about that concept yeah I feel less familiar with that um but I know that there is nothing impossible for the Lord and we often Mm -hmm. like his word says that you know and I don't want to take this out of context but um if we desire something we should ask for it like you don't have wisdom because you don't ask like you have not because you ask not and it never hurts to ask um, the Mm -hmm. Lord to do something even if it feels crazy or even if it feels so out of left field Um, but I don't know that the name it and claim it philosophy really works with the gospel fully because like the Lord's will is like what should shape our hearts and desires Mm -hmm. and attention and yes when you think about the yeah. Lord's Prayer, I mean, that's how we were taught to pray. Is exactly. Like praying for the kingdom to come, praying right. for his will to be done. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, mm-hmm. like, a prayer that I want to pray more is not like, Lord, you know, if you will this, please make this work, or this, that, and the other. But, like, Lord, like, make my desires your mm-hmm. will. Like, make your will be the thing that I want. And the thing that I actually hope happens because he's going to do what he's going to do with or without us. But he invites us, um, he invites us to participate. And there's something about prayer that is participatory. Otherwise it would, it would be a one-sided, like it it has to be something Mm -hmm. that humans participate in. Um, And that like, yeah, the, like the Lord, from what we know in scripture, like the Lord is so pleased with hearing from his people and mm-hmm. honors like even what is prayed in secret so much more than what is prayed as a performance or as, mm-hmm. you know, to be seen as religious, like your father, pray to your father who's in secret and your father, like who's, who sees in secret, like, um, 
like will hear you or bless you or something along those lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess with that, like one thing we were talking about offline was just the idea of what prayer does. Like mm -hmm. if God's already decided what's going to happen, if he has his will, what's the point? Like, why are we praying if right. his will is going to be done regardless? Right. Like, is there, does he change his mind? Is there mm -hmm. margin in what's happening within his will? Like, mm -hmm. give me your thoughts. Yeah. Give the people your thoughts. <laughs> totally. Well, I would love to hear also your thoughts and other people's because I think yeah. I haven't spent enough time with the question to give a super, like, confident, defined answer. But mm -hmm. yeah. um, I know that God doesn't change. His character doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Who he is has never and will never change. Um, but I do mm -hmm. see in scripture, like a generosity and a patience and an open handedness with, um, with the Lord to like, like allow us, I think of the word participate again, like he's allowing mm -hmm. us to participate in like even potentially what might be the outcome of his will. I, I, like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, Maybe there are many ways that God will accomplish his will. And because he is good, he can only do what is good and he can only do what is mm -hmm. best. And so what is good and what is best, even if it is not earthly, like eternally, it will be what is good and best. He can't do anything but that. And like mm -hmm. when we are praying in accordance with his will, there might be six different ways that someone gets healed from their sickness, but perhaps... God takes into consideration what those prayers and requests are. And maybe that was part of the plan all along. I think, you know, it can get into like, you can get super into like the Calvinism and Arminianism of like, is every single step like a chessboard that God has ordained we are just robots or is everything free will? And mm -hmm. um, that is a way bigger conversation than yeah. we have time for here. <laughs> but yeah, what are, what are your thoughts slash did any of that make sense? Yeah, all made sense. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I don't know everything there is to know about that because there is your, there's so many nuances. Um, could be like a lifetime. Like literally people devote their lives sure. to things like this. Yeah. Cause I think it's such a broad concept cause it's really like, I mean, Jesus prayed and he asked for things that did not happen, which I think is so interesting. Like I always come back to the garden of Gethsemane and I always say that word wrong anyway. Um, but he asked Sounds for good like to me. the, yeah, the cup to be taken from him. But he was like, but not my will, but your will be done. And yeah, like, I don't know. I even thinking about like these seasons, I was like, you can be content and not like it. And mm -hmm. you can pray for things to change. And sometimes the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is maybe, or you don't need to know. I mm -hmm. think those are all, those are all the answers that I've been told so far. Yeah. Yep. Um, and but yeah. I think there is margin. Like, I do think he's a personable God who cares about the details. And yeah. there's even examples in the Bible where people do pray and things change. And I don't think he would ask us to pray if he wasn't going to consider relationship. And I think even like that can be seen on earth. Like when you talk to your parents, I don't remember who was telling me this, but I think, um, I think it might've been a Jimmy Allen story where like her son always comes and asks her for money Mm -hmm. And she sometimes says no, but she sometimes says yes. And she'd ask him, she's like, why do you always ask me? Like, you could ask your dad. He's like, well, dad always says no. She's like, well, why do you ask me? He's like, because sometimes you say yes. Yeah. And I think that gets to the heart of prayer of like, 
sometimes the answer is like a lot of times the answer is no or like mm-hmm. his will is still going to be done and it's not going to be what you want it to be but if we're praying that our hearts shape and our desires shape to his plan then yeah we'll hopefully be praying in that and then there will be more like maybe yeses I guess yeah totally say. totally but also like sometimes I do think he just like has March and he's like you know what I want to get from point A to point B and there's a million different paths you could take so sure let's go that route and like mm-hmm. I even think sometimes about like career changes or moving to a different state like I don't think everything has to be done like I don't think there's always one right answer even like just totally. spouses like I don't think yeah that there's like, I don't know if soulmates is a real thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's totally. diving into a whole other realm of can of worms, but. <laughs> it's great. No, totally. Like, sometimes you just make a choice and then it's like, okay, you've made the choice and now we bless that. And, like, we yeah. have free will. Like, that was decided in the garden. Like, obviously, God didn't want them to eat from the fruit of good and evil or yeah. eat from the tree of good and evil. Yeah. And they did. And that was their choice. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. now we're going with another plan. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, another plan, but it's like, okay, we're pivoting. Yeah. Classic insert totally. image of, you know, friends in the pivot scene. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And everything it, is like for his our, for our good and his glory. And yeah. He can use all things for good. And I don't think that verse would be in there in tandem with everything else mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. God can use all things for good or make totally. all things good. And why would that be included? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. we were just gonna do exactly what he wanted us to do all along. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No, I think that's so good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just like wrapping our minds around like how much bigger God's perspective is, and that He is outside of time. Like we don't even have a reference point for something that's not constrained by time. Like we've mm-hmm. never experienced anything that doesn't have a time component. And so mm-hmm. like when we think about like the sequence of events, even in like God answering prayer, like, mm-hmm. like God's not sitting up there with like, ah, gotta wait till it's three o'clock. Like there's no three o'clock in like the universe, you know, um, outside yeah. of what God has contained. And um, man, if right, it wasn't right. for like the trustworthiness and like, track record and character of God, like, I would feel so nervous about, like, what on earth is happening? And, like, so much of my life is, like, up to chance and then realizing, like, but it isn't, you know? And that, like, if Mm -hmm. God, if God gave, um, I think this is Romans 5, I think, or 8, either 8, 35, something. It's either Romans 5 or Romans 8. Sorry, everyone. But it's, um, I, like, quote this all the time, but it's, like, you know, he who did not even spare his own son, how will he not with him also graciously give us all things? And I'm just so yeah. reminded of, like, if God the Father, like, co-decided with himself, the Trinity, that it was good and right and a perfect plan to send God the Son as Jesus to live this perfect life, to struggle with all the human ails, mm-hmm. ailments and stress and sickness and hunger of being human all of this this week right this is holy week this is what we are remembering and celebrating his body broken for us his his bloodshed for us all of this stuff then is murdered and then doesn't stay dead but comes back to life which just proves that the whole thing was legit you know that is the legitimacy of our faith yeah. like 
if it wasn't for Jesus, sometimes I think I'd be worried about Christianity, right? Like that is the thing that sets it apart from other religions is that like the highest thing of value was given like just in a blink for Mm -hmm. us. Um, And it's like, okay, if I am worth the father's most valuable possession, then I trust that he hears my prayers and that he cares about what he hears. Mm. Yeah. I think you hit on a really important topic. Like I think prayer and the foundation of faith comes back to like, what do you believe about God? Like totally. Yeah. What promises do you hold on to? Do you believe that he is trustworthy? Like right. if, if any of that's lacking, right. And then nothing in your faith makes sense. Right. And I'm not going to say give it up now, but like it's, you've got to sort those things <laughs> Pivot. out. Totally. <laughs> like you don't need to be an expert on prayer if you don't trust God. Like just yeah. talk to God first maybe slash like don't even stress about it. Like just tell him that you don't trust him or tell him that you feel afraid or concerned or that you're figuring it think, out. And he's yeah, patient. and he's big enough for all those things. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. He knew what he was buying, you know? Like he knew yeah. he knew what he was getting and he didn't um my former pastor um Chandler, Matt Chandler, you know, says like he knew what he was buying, you know? Like he saw mm-hmm. he saw um what was coming. He looked down the like, you know, corridor of time and knew what he was buying and still came and he didn't save a future version of us. Mm-hmm. That's something yeah. that he talked talks a lot about is like, you know, like Jesus didn't die for like future like cleaned up Rachel and Caitlin like while we were dead in our sin um without hope you know uh and like yeah I think that's a key thing to remember is like there is no plan b like God doesn't work in a plan b right he only has plan a and like your life is plan a what you're doing is plan a and yeah even the mistakes that you make it's still being worked for good like there isn't there isn't an alternative option like he's yeah. Everything is for your good and his glory. And like, even the hard stuff, as hard as they are, like, obviously not the intent, because I do think we have to remember to bring some caveat of the broken world. But like, right, right. This, this is plan A now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you're living into. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much there. There's so much There's to so unpack. Many oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, people truly like give their life to the, like these kinds of questions and, um, mm-hmm. shameless plug for seminary or just self-teaching oh. like this is seminary work this is the stuff that we do this is what we talk about we sit here and talk okay. about what prayer is and how prayer works and um, who God is and who his people are and the themes that we see and understand in scripture and um, yeah it, you know like of course not every season is right to do more school and um, their expenses mm-hmm. and it's a big time commitment, but um, there are so many free resources and classes and things that exist um, that you can read like 8 million books on prayer. How cool is that? And just start, mm-hmm. you know, just start somewhere. I'd say start by talking to the Lord and start with God's word um, because yeah. it has a whole lot to say about the subject and then, Right. Go from there. Anyway, seminary is awesome. It's a lot of work, but it's really cool to be able to like have another space to go with some of these questions mm-hmm. and like professors that have like additional insight. But yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's cool. I'm glad you're in seminary and just I'm glad that it's part of your story. And I think it's really cool. Thanks, just the buddy. way that Yeah. I mean, God is so infinite and like there's always more things to know, which is mind boggling. The fact that like yes. the greatest minds in history have still not unlocked all there is to know. Just like, part of me is just energized by that. Yeah. Like, wow, there's so much knowledge to be yes. had. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And when our brains can actually like handle it. Like, yeah. like we well, seek yeah. me and find me and you like that right yeah. there. Like there's more of it to seek. There's more to find. Yeah. Yeah. If you keep pressing in. Yeah. Totally. I would say to kind of wrap up this prayer section, I would say in the last month for you can use whatever time frame you want. Like what has prayer meant to you? And has there been anything that stuck out to you in your prayer life or yeah. how's that going? Yeah. Um, I think I have grown in the understanding that, like, prayer or any spiritual discipline, for that matter, like, doesn't earn God's attention Mm. or favor or, like, points, you know? Like, I can be such a performative person where, like, I want to do a good job and I want to make sure I'm being a good person and I want to do all the right things. And learning how to practice the presence of God, like, through just, like, life and existing Mm -hmm. and like in asking the Lord to be a part of like even the most ordinary things and just always dialoguing with him and and letting that just be an ongoing conversation and Mm -hmm. remembering to listen as much as I can because it's so easy to talk and talk and talk um, and not actually like pause and wait for the Lord to respond either in your spirit or in his word or through something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what I, a little bit of what I've been learning. And um, it's also just really cool to see, you know, like we, t- I think we talk about this a lot, but like we are, we, if we don't stop and remember like what we have asked the Lord for and how he has mm-hmm. answered, like we are living in so many answered prayers. Like there have been yeah. so many times where we're like, ah, just when we get to this, just when this happens, just when this happens. And it's like, that's now. Like, sure, it's mm-hmm. not everything, but it's a lot of that is now. And so yeah. tangibly, just the Lord providing kind of the next, um, like, career um, and, like, work, um, like, kind of having some answers around those questions for while we are um, here in Austin for as long as the Lord, you know, has us. And, um mm-hmm. And having, yeah, just some of those prayers answered for what my work life is going to be like as I'm in seminary and how to still get to do ministry um, outside of the local church right now. Mm. So, um, yeah. How about you? Anything, like, new or Mm. um, perspective changing or? Um, Yeah, I would say, like, prayer is always been the one thing that's, like, out of the spiritual disciplines. That's been the one consistent in my life. Nice. For whatever reason. Um, I think it's just, I mean, it's, for me, it's the easiest because yeah. I can do it anytime, anyplace. And I'm like, like okay, well, I can no do this. <laughs> yeah. And I often have a lot of thoughts. And I tend to be an internal processor. Mm-hmm. But ironically, like I'm an external processor with the Lord, mm. if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. often my thoughts, when I have, like feel overwhelmed by them, they just kind of end up turning into prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's just like talking to a friend and I'm like, mm-hmm. I got these problems mm-hmm. and I also drive a lot now, which is, I kind of love it because yeah. I get yeah. to have these like literal conversations in my car and yep. it may look crazy like talking to myself. <laughs> <or I'm not. laughs> it could be so much weirder. Um, don't worry. 
I'm sure there's many things I can do. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, I think all of it has just been like a big perspective shift because mm. it's gone to like, of course, praying about my circumstances and being specific in prayer for those circumstances because I do believe he cares about the details, but then also extrapolating that out. Like I have the time, so let's pray about all the things. Yeah. Let's pray about all the people. Let's yeah. pray about my coworkers and yeah. what's happening there. And asking for intercession and asking the Holy Spirit to like speak through me and to be, to be my voice because heaven knows left my own devices. That would be great. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just one of those things that also part of my story is just like really struggling with loneliness, especially when I first moved to a new city and like all those things. And it's so cliche to say, but it's so true. It's like, you're not lonely when you have the Lord. And yeah. Just knowing that I have someone to talk to. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was on a trip with some of my friends and I was chatting with my friend. We were sleeping in the same room and we were chatting about something and she was really tired. She said, Caitlin, I'm going to bed. And I said, okay. And then I just immediately started praying because I had more things to say and I just wanted to talk. Mm, yeah. And I prayed myself to sleep and yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such like, if nothing else, like that is such a compelling reason to explore more about who Jesus is, is that like Mm -hmm. you can come wherever you're at, however you're like, and you can come any which way um, and just show up with yourself Mm -hmm. and you get the God of the universe who is pursuing you and wants to know you and wants to be with you and, and wants you to know him and, and has Mm -hmm. such abundant life and freedom to offer and the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. like there's no better deal than the Holy Spirit like it sounds confusing and maybe we'll do a whole like podcast trying to (laughs) wrap our little brains around oh my gosh okay delighting in the trinity Michael Reeves if you need a place to start it's accessible it's great it's really good um changed my whole life um in learning more about the trinity and (gasps) absolutely anyway um i have no idea who all of our listeners are we know like some of our family listens and some of our friends but in the event (laughs) that this hits someone's ears that like this is new information so pumped that you're here and yeah um this is a huge piece of who we are and we don't live it out all perfectly um but that is sort of the point you know is that um Mm -hmm. it is about a life devoted to Jesus and a life surrendered to him, um, not necessarily perfection. And out of that devotion and surrender, it births obedience, like a desire to obey the Lord. Um, yep. And hopefully every day you just, you look a little bit more like Christ and you act a little right, bit more Right, right. Like and that's like promise. And, that's like not even something that like we can muster up on our own, which is another great part no. of the deal. It's that he is not only the author, <laughs> the beginning, but also the finisher and perfecter of our faith. Um, yeah. So with that, that (laughs) happy Scrabble Day. I hope you have the best time. Maybe play Wordle for us, everyone. Also, do you know that there is Wordle, which is like the world geography version? My family is so competitive. It's like you see a a picture, just like a shape of one of the countries. Like the other day it was the Bahamas. And you have to start. You get six guesses. And they tell you how many kilometers you are away and your percentage of accuracy. So if I said, like, Hawaii, it'd be like, you're 85% accurate 
and they would have an arrow pointing to the east because I need to go east to get over to the Bahamas. Assuming. Is this based on a real life situation that happened to you? Um, well, <laughs> I got the Bahamas on my second try. Very proud of myself. Wow. Um, also, they have one for flags, flaggle or something. Okay. Also, so it's, what was the one for geography? World. Oh. W O R. So the word world, like the globe. These will all be linked in the show notes. W O R L D L E. And then I think there's a flag one that Eli like dropped in the fam group chat. And I was like, what is this? I'm sorry. No one knows the world flags. Like, you know, I've got I'd like to give it a shot. the United States, Mexico, France, and Italy, and China. Yeah. Maybe Russia. Today I learned how to say thank you, or not thank you, you're welcome in French. So Super that shows that's you what I know that's about. That's please. No, Merci. No. That's it's like Dayreen or something like that. Wow. If you know French, I don't know how to pronounce us. it, but my, my French coworker said help us speak French. And I said, Google, how do I say you're welcome in French? Because I just wanted to respond, you know? Uh huh. So, and it was close. Was like, it was right. This is right. It was right. She loved it. Yes! And I was like, Great. Thank you. Thank Google. you, God, for everything. Dude, we just broke the internet. Shout out to us. That's the metaverse that we talked about earlier. <laughs> Woo! Well, guys, that's we all we got. We'll talk in. to you soon. Bye.